0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: Hello! Hello! Just start by saying thank you to the drifters for being there it's a weird time. We're living through weird times. None of us have seen anything like it. We don't know how to behave. And we are people who don't know to, how to behave generally. Yes. And, um, and now here we are. I'm not even sure, Annabelle, really, if you and I should be in the same room. I know. Maybe we'll have to start doing it from different rooms. I keep thinking of that bit in the film E.T., where the sort of government have taken him and he's being probed and he's inside like a, an oxygen tent and everyone around him is wearing hazmat suits.
0: Oh, I don't remember that bit. I, of that I film? do. Yeah, but yeah. What, yeah. Why, what was making you think of it? I just
1: think, maybe that that'd be the best way to be at the moment.
0: Oh, I see. Right, I see, <laughs> everyone I see. making a fuss over I you, but whilst saying. wearing hazmat suits. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I wanted to, to start this week's podcast by talking about a bit of news that we've had that you may or may not have seen. Um, and this, I'm, I'm aware, may may only be relevant to a certain amount of the people who listen to the podcast because some some people have found us over the last couple of years other people have been with us a bit longer um but the people who've been with us for a really long time um we had uh, we had some really bad news that a, a friend of ours died last week uh and before there was before there was me and annabelle there was me and pete um Pete and Jeff, we used to do radio shows in Manchester and then later on on Virgin Radio. And
0: how many years did you work together for? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah,
1: we we were on air together for 10 years. I first met Pete weirdly, just when I was, I think, 15
0: no that yeah young. yeah yeah that yeah oh, i mean wow. we weren't
1: friends at that age but so uh, there was a lad i knew when i was that uh, you know 15 who used to do hospital radio with and he says uh, oh, i know a guy who's just got this overnight show on piccadilly radio so we can we can go in and see the studios so we went in and it was sort of like one till five in the morning on a saturday into sunday night and pete you know, just let us run riot around this radio station, really. That was the first time I met him. He used to look like a Greek waiter back then. He had this tash and his earring. Mm -hmm. Um, But me and Pete got together. When when I was 22, I had been fired from my job on local radio in Stockport and a a friend, a mutual friend, Craig, uh, introduced us and said, Jeff, why don't you make a tape for Pete? And he can give it to his bosses. So I made this tape and and Pete listened to it and he thought it was rubbish and he said, I'm not giving that to my bosses, but why don't why don't you come in and help out a little bit? And I I sort of he used to do this show which was indie and alternative music on a weekend and I, I started sort of helping out on that to the point where I was producing it. And then he was asked to cover a breakfast show. He said, "Have you got any ideas because he'd not done a breakfast show before?" So I gave him a bunch of ideas, and we, we sort of recorded all these sketches and bits of jingles and all sorts of things. and then he said on the, I was working I was back working in a record shop at the time. He said, "Well will you just come in on the first morning to check that it all sort of runs smoothly." So I went in on that first morning of him covering this breakfast show for a fortnight to, you know, get the tapes lined up and all the other stuff you do as a producer. And a few times he talked to me on the air. He'd ask me something, and people seemed to like it. And then when we came off, the boss had said that was good. But he, if he's going to speak, can you can you give him his own microphone because you couldn't hear him properly. And that was that was that really. And and you know, Pete had been on this local radio station in Manchester for for years and what he did really, and it was very gracious, I've thought about it a lot over the last few days, is he opened up that show to me. So it became, you know, not just his do- his name above the door, mm. it became Pete and Jeff, which I don't know that many people would do that. It was like a really gracious thing to do. And, 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 you know, that was sort of the, the tip of the iceberg of, of what he did for me. And we just, had some tremendous times and you know, you you know this, like when he if he had your back, he really had your back. If he you so know, in so. terms of somebody who was gonna go out and bat for you, yep. there was nobody like him. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, he's a grumpy old bastard a lot of the time. He loved a moan. Yeah. But you know, and, and I think that that's what people could think he was on the surface but just beneath the surface you have just just the kindest most big-hearted person
0: so much so he had to, like, a, a very occasionally Graphic exterior but beneath that just he wasn't s- occasionally gruff <laughs> <laughs> <Okay.
1: laughs> i was it. not a man who was occasionally
0: gruff <laughs> I, did you tell that I was going to say completely and then I changed it to occasionally I, thought, <laughs> I don't want to speak ill but, but okay yeah, yeah. he was gruff a lot of the time but he reveled
1: in that yeah, as b- well yeah. that,
0: honestly maybe that made the kindness seem even larger because it was so much in contrast with the graphic exterior but he yeah. was so good to me so did so much for me so kind to me mm. he was such a such a lovely lovely person yeah and a very special person So, so uh, completely special. unique
1: yeah yeah that, that that's true i've never met anyone like him no and yeah i've spoken to a lot of people over the past few days and like because he was so unique and and he's, he's left behind really so many very vivid memories in people mm. like this isn't somebody over the years one thing that you know, losing someone can do is is make them fade out a little bit and you don't remember them as clearly and you can't recall their voice. But I don't think that's ever going to be a worry with Pete, really. Um, the, the reaction has been really beautiful. Um, people talking about what his programme, you know, people who didn't know him and people who did, but people who didn't know him talking about what his broadcasting had, had meant to them. Over the years, and and a big part of that with Pete, really much more so than with me, was his passion for music. You know, we're all passionate about music, Pete, but Pete was somebody who wore it on his sleeves so much, and and that was his thing, really. And and like people who published tributes to him included uh, the Charlatans and New Order and uh, Sean Ryder from the Happy Mondays. Uh, elbow, Doves, Badly Drawn Boy. I mean, all all of that just sounds like the playlist on Pete's shows that he used to do. It's yeah, it's incredible yeah. Yeah. how much he supported. I mean, he supported lots of lesser known bands, and lots of people have been. But he would have been, he would have been so amazed to see to see all that. Mm. Like you know, because he was so soft, I, I think it would have floored him yeah, to yeah. know what the reaction. As as has been like um, he was he was the 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 next biggest trending thing in the UK on Twitter after coronavirus on on Friday. Really? Work. Yeah, that's amazing. It is. It is. Um, it's incredible. I don't think I'll trend that highly when I go.
0: Oh, I won't make it mm. at all. That's no. fine. That's fine. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I wish I'd uh, interview like sort of really. Focused on the music side of things rather than <laughs> interviewing like flash flashing the pan comedians and <laughs> scientists and things. Yeah, They're not yeah. gonna have me trending on Twitter. Oh. Doesn't mean as much to people. Um But anyway, you know, I I can't I can't as you can hear, I can't really talk about it. Oh I've been getting myself in knots really thinking it's something we should talk about at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. But that being said, I feel that when something like this happens I can't, I I just don't do a good job of it. And with Pete, he's he's like family, really. So I don't feel like this is a a tribute, really, that does him justice at at all. Um, A lot of people have asked if I have any links to old shows and and whatnot. And I I don't really. But what I did find was... um, before we left the radio show me and Pete did a secret reunion mm. it was it was just um this wonderful day we didn't tell anybody we were doing it and I went to his house just outside Manchester a place called uh Mellor um and he had a little studio in his bare bedroom and we went and sat and we just had the best time we went for lunch it was lovely because you know how life is you don't always get to do that all the time we'd we'd speak often me and be and we'd see each other but we we didn't really get to spend as much social time as we used to over over the last few years And we just had this lovely day in the village where he lived and we recorded the show and we reminisced and there's some of that on it and um and we also played i think a couple of clips one of which was this one that so many people have asked me about on Twitter, Sausage Man, Mm, mm. which, you know, if I I won't even start to explain what that was, but I think there's a lot of what made Pete so great in that clip.
0: Yes, yes, I totally agree with that. Because I
1: sometimes think, like, with me, if people met me in real life, I'd be a bit of a disappointment because I'm a bit more a bit more on air than I am in real life. You know, if, if anything, I'm a bit more comfortable and interesting on air than I am in real life. Whereas I feel with Pete, what you got on air really didn't scratch the surface <laughs> a lot of the time of what he is in, in real life. Yeah. And I think in that clip, you really <laughs> sort of get, get a lot of him. Yeah. And what made him so brilliant. So I've put that up on SoundCloud. Um oh, lovely. If you go on my Twitter, where I am just at Jeff Lloyd, you'll find a link to it, and and it's on there. But it was a, a joy to hear that again. But you know, very different. I couldn't listen to the whole reunion. I'd like thought about what a just special day that was, getting to do that with him. But I c- couldn't listen to the whole thing, and it'll be a while before I can really. But I don't know, and there's no. I don't. I don't feel I have a good way of wrapping this up either. You know, just saying something like rest in peace feels trite or like it's somebody else it's just a platitude a thing thing you say but um we're so so gutted so gutted um he was just just an amazing person and yeah i, th- I don't i don't know what else to say, say there's really there's nothing so, else to say yeah so um so that's that, and now, now we—I was going to say—we get on with the podcast. It's what he would have wanted, but he wouldn't have cared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest.
0: He'd <laughs> no, be embarrassed that he did this. He did his first bit. Yeah, we'd yeah, yeah, around. yeah. Get on with it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do share your stories of uh, social humiliation, failed interactions and so on. The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle, you're a little worried that with us moving into this strange new world of people having to social distance, mm. that the emails might. might dry up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, I sort of feel like maybe things have got, people have got better things to do, but maybe they don't have better things to do. I don't know.
1: And what about the people who you know, left alone with their own thoughts are going to be having terrible pangs of anxiety remembering stupid things they've said and done in the past.
0: Yes, I know. I mean, it's it's going to be agonising. Hopefully we can
1: get a few of those come our way. But uh, if, if you've always meant to get around to sending us an email and haven't yet, then, you know, this next little while... It'd probably come in handy for us.
0: Let's face it, this is the best bit of the show, isn't it? It is. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so to keep this lovely for everyone, let's l- keep sending them in, I think is the yes. message here. OK, let's start with Chris, who says, here are a few mini stories you may enjoy. Just little things that confirm I am a drifter. I remember when watching live TV, you used to get a little black and white box in the corner just before the ads <sighs> yeah. came on. I looked it up and apparently it was a signal that it was 30 seconds to the ad break. When watching the news, I'd always feel really anxious for the presenter. What if the person they were interviewing didn't finish their remark quickly enough and they had to cut them off for this ad break? Thankfully, technology has moved on and these seem to have largely disappeared wonder if they made anyone else anxious. <laughs> so, so, so I never thought it.
1: about it like that. No, me
0: neither. No. But
1: as somebody who has to do a little bit of that type of job every now and again, mm. you know, where you have to exactly wrap somebody up in time to get to, you know, exactly the the o'clock or whatever. It is awful. Mm. Yeah, it is anxiety yeah. producing. So they they so, would have been. So it was being yeah, stressed for them for yeah, good reason. Yeah.
0: Uh, Chris goes on, a former boss of mine once told me about a pizza place she'd been to. She went into a lot of detail about just how great it was in a way that seemed a bit much. When she suggested a team lunch...
1: pizza express in Woku?
0: (laughs) When she suggested a team lunch in a pizza place a few days later, instead of asking if it was tonight... Instead of asking if it was tonight the place she mentioned the other day, I asked if it was the place that she was going on about the (laughs) other day. That one still keeps me up at night sometimes. (laughs) Finally, two years ago, I got a new central heating system installed. I paid for a package with a local independent company that included the first two annual services and safety checks. The boiler included a seven-year warranty that was only valid if the boiler was serviced. One year after its installation, I got a little car through the post reminding me to arrange the service. I called the company and arranged an appointment. The guy texted a few hours before to say that he had to reschedule. At the rescheduled time, he didn't show up. Too awkward to remind him or complain, the boiler has now not been serviced in over two years and its long warranty is now invalid. <laughs> Chris. Chris. <laughs>
1: Thank you for those, Chris. I think we, we can confirm you're definitely very much a drifter.
0: Absolutely. Oh, Emma has got a story about meek revenge through micro-passive oh, aggression. Good. Yeah, yeah. I used to live in a house share with someone who I noticed never changed the toilet roll when she finished it. She would always leave the bare piece of cardboard on the holder and place the new toilet roll on top. Upon one of my other housemates confronting her, thank goodness I would never dream of such a thing, she claimed she didn't know how and that furthermore she would prefer it if those who did change the roll would install the new roll so that the paper would fall under, not over the roll, as this would give her ease of tearing it off. I must also add that she was someone who would use about 12 seats wound around her hand rather than tearing off the more frugal three sheets and then folding, which is my preferred method. Mm For the next 18 months, every time I changed the role, I would always make sure to do it the opposite of how she liked. Even sometimes removing the role and reversing it if someone had (laughs) newly changed it. I wonder if she ever noticed. Probably not. (laughs) Oh, and this last one, it's from LL. Do you remember LL from last week? One of the facial contortions? Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, she's she's very distinguished. I think she's the second person to have two in a row. Oh, congratulations, LL. LL, So LL says, Years ago, when I first started out as an eager second career high school teacher in South Central Los Angeles, I was determined to learn enough Spanish to be able to communicate with my mostly Spanish-speaking families. I practised every night and felt very confident at my first parent-teacher conference. I sat in front of Mama and Papa and 14-year-old Juan, who sat silent and sullen because he knew it was not going to be a glowing report. In my simple Spanish, I carefully explained that Juan's grades were not good because he didn't do his work. I went on to say that if only Juan would do all his homework, he would get many, many points. As I uttered these last words, I saw Papa's eyes widen and Mama put her hand to her mouth in shock, while Juan burst out laughing. I immediately knew I'd use the wrong word. Yes, it's true. Putas does not mean points in Spanish. For the rest of the year, random students in grades nine to twelve would come up to me and ask me what they would get if they did all their homework. It is now twenty years later, and I've never attempted to speak Spanish again. Are you wondering what Putin? Oh, of course, mean? I oh, am. Yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> I don't. I can't say it. Okay.
1: Can you allude to? Yeah, it? I
0: can say it's so female dog. Oh. <laughs> so she basically oh. said, if he did his work, he would get all the. <laughs> Not appropriate.
1: (laughs) Send us your story, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle, another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult.
0: Part 53, my inability to complain 98% of the time, part one. And when I say complain, I don't mean moan. Obviously, I'm absolutely fantastic at that. Oh, yeah. World world class. What goes without saying? So I don't want to brag, but recently I employed a window cleaner for the first time ever. I made it to 45, but the time had come as it was becoming increasingly difficult to see out of the windows. And it's not like I want to see the peeling and algae covered decking out the back or the dog poo out the front, but you know, it was getting a bit dark inside. And I did try and clean them myself a few years ago, but some are hard to reach for various reasons. The others I just didn't do a good job even though it took what felt like several hours. It's not my skill set, as it turns out. I like to think I just don't have the right tools. I have tried to employ someone before, as he does some of the houses on my street, but he told me he didn't have time for mine, which I found a bit weird. Like, it's not like I live in that Burj Khalifa in Dubai. (laughs) It's a really small flat. Anyway, I was thrilled when another window cleaner locked on my door offering his services. And he was a lovely guy, so I booked him on the spot. And when he came to do them, I was in. So I got to do that awkward thing of avoiding eye contact when I was in a room that he was at the window of. And I actually felt like I had to leave the room, even though it was my house, because I didn't want him to think that I was inspecting his work. <laughs> so because I was moving around the house a lot, I noticed that the kitchen window was still really dirty, even though he'd already been around the back and it's hard to miss. So when he knocked on the door to say he was done, I didn't know what to say. So I started with a surprise, oh, have you finished? Which could be interpreted as, oh, you were so quick. Or it could prompt him to remember the window that he'd appeared to have left. And he said he had finished. So I was forced to go further. I said, oh, it's just that the the kitchen window, oh, it's probably just really dirty on the inside. I'd rather at this stage make it my fault than suggest that he'd not done a good job, which he went with. He kind of went, yeah, yeah. In a way that suggested that he thought my inside windows were rather dirty, which to be fair, they were. But this pushed me to say, sorry, do you mind? I'm sorry. Can we just go and look at it? I'm still holding onto the hope that he'd somehow missed one big window right next to one that he'd cleaned. So we walked around there and I was feeling so awful about it that I said, sorry, I'm probably going mad or something. I would now rather admit insanity than suggest that he hadn't done his job properly. When we got there, it was dirty. But he said, oh, yeah, that's limescale. You need to put vinegar on it. Firstly, who has windows so dirty? They have have limescale on them. Me, as it turns out. Secondly, I felt a little bit like, and I'm happy to be wrong here, so happy to be wrong, but I felt a little bit like... I'm paying you to clean my windows. The kitchen window is one of the ones that is hard to reach without a ladder and it doesn't fully open. So do you not still clean them even if a different product is needed? Am I being unfair here? I don't know. But because I'm mortified by the whole situation, I say, oh, right, okay, I'll do it. And then agree to see him again in five weeks. I don't need to stay out my kitchen window. It's fine. I'll be just fine. (laughs)
1: so if you're listening to this in the UK just after it came out you will know we are at the point where the government is advising social distancing yes uh for people it's not not for people who aren't at risk are they saying that we should completely sort of self isolate but uh, i mean i don't know if it's going that way they've said that the the the, the people shouldn't go to pubs or clubs, or theatres, um, and it's it's pretty weird times we're living through. Mm, yeah. That being said, every cloud, mm. with everything that's been going on, I'd completely forgotten that this coming Sunday is Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. And I'd forgot to book somewhere. You can't go anywhere. No. Yes. So I might pretend that I book somewhere really exclusive and thoughtful, like the best. Yeah. 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 And uh, and and we've just had to cancel it.
0: I bet a lot of people would do that, wouldn't they? <laughs> no. Oh. No.
1: Although the trouble is now, I'll probably have to make something. Will card shops still be open?
0: Yes. Okay. You can get cards from supermarkets.
1: Yeah, I just don't want to make a card. Have you been in a supermarket?
0: <laughs> I went to one on Monday and I was genuinely shocked. I went to nine o'clock on Monday morning, just like my normal weekly shop. Um, and I was, there was lots of people in there. I was quite freaked out by it. Mm-hmm. Although, aren't they saying that should be pensioners hour now? Oh, That's the hour they? in the
1: elderly. I think since your weekly shop, I'm not saying that you were no, breaking I, the rule. I felt like that. I went into um, the supermarket Iceland the other day okay, to buy a packet of crumpets
0: and I, I thought it was all fro- frozen crumpets. No, they no, do the, non-frozen food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the deal was everything was frozen. No, I think
1: it maybe was, but they've s- since expanded. Then <laughs> no they're, they're not it. It's not your full-service supermarket, <laughs> like your Tesco's no, or no. your Aldi's or your Morrison's or whatever, but they, they do a good selection and they've always got crumpets.
0: I think I honestly thought that it was just frozen party food. No, that absolutely it. not. No, no okay. you want to get
1: yourself in an Iceland.
0: Well, I'm going to go on to one soon, yeah. Do.
1: Um Yeah. Anyway, so I took this packet of crumpets to the checkout mm. and the young woman working on the checkout went, is that all you're buying?
0: <laughs>
1: because she was so used to people stockpiling stuff. Yeah,
0: just one thing. What's yeah, wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: I felt, very, you know, I felt shamed almost. Um, the, other, the other time I felt shame in the past, it was to, earlier today, Sarah and I went to the chemist. And my plan had to be, the plan had been we need to, to buy some bedtime nappies for our son.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we were going to buy some paracetamol
0: because
1: mm-hmm. Sarah, um, it's not, she's not got any symptoms of COVID 19. What are you calling it, coronavirus yeah. or COVID 19?
0: Yeah, well, I, I call it coronavirus and Tom calls it COVID 19. I see you covering both bases mix in the yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um And uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, anyway, so so, but she doesn't feel well. Well, but it's not symptoms of that. Mm. So she was going to buy parasita, going to buy these nappies, and I I was thinking of buying a beard trimmer because I thought I always go to the barbers to get my beard trimmed. Oh, maybe in the next few days the barbers are going to close down. Might do because yeah. that's really you're in close proximity to people. Yeah, might do. Yeah. So I don't want to end up looking like Robinson Crusoe. Mm. On this occasion, so I thought I'll buy a beard trimmer. As it happened, the chemist didn't want to go up go up step ladders to get one down.
0: What? Why not?
1: I think they'd had a bit of a day of it. Okay. Anyway, while we're in
0: <laughs> I never heard of such a No, thing. it was
1: quite something. I said, Do you sell beard trimmers? And she points up to this high shelf, she says, Yeah, yeah. they're up there. I said, <laughs> I said, Oh um, and, said,
0: and was there something they've always said they're up there, so I'm not getting them. Is that yeah, what the tone uh, so, was? Yeah.
1: So, so I said, "Is is it a bad time to get one down?" She went. She did a sort of mm, face. So I said, wow. I'll, "I'll just get one another day." And she said, "Thank you."
0: That is a, I'm stunned by that interaction, but that's very kind of you. I think a lot of people have gone do quite want them actually.
1: So while we were in the and, and there was no paracetamol, so we we just came oh. away with nappies, oh, yeah. um, and it was the last packet as well because people are panic buying them mm.
0: nappies. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah,
1: they're on the panic buy list. Oh, right. We we just needed them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have to say this is this is something i was doing in the supermarket i didn't want to look like i was just i wanted everyone to know that i was doing my weekly shop <laughs> i didn't want anyone to think i was panicked by. And because of my son was in the trolley i kept on going mm, what else have we run out of
1: it's good I'm so, i
0: so i hate myself after i've noticed i kept going oh yes we definitely need some that because we've run out of that oh. like in a
1: stage whisper yeah, yeah 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 um anyway while we're in the chemist this this very good friend of mine comes in Mm -hmm. i don't see him sarah sees him first he is wearing quite an extreme black face mask okay to the extent that i wanted to make a joke about him looking like (laughs) adam driver's character in star wars okay kylo ren you know it's say like (laughs) something like Mm. i killed my father but sorry spoiler alert too late (laughs) um but but uh he he looked so fraught with it all right. that I thought it'd be an insensitive thing. So I got talking to him. I got
0: how oh, did you actually get talking to him? How did he pulled it off? No, no,
1: he kept it on the th- whole conversation. Oh, you can talk through this. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, he didn't come anywhere near me the whole time. He didn't look pleased to see me. Right. And then it turned out his... is girlfriend who's also an extremely good friend of ours yeah. was sitting outside in the car and she wouldn't even come into the chemist. chemist. Oh, right. So then I felt that we were being judged for being in the chemist for, for not just for, for not wearing masks and being out in public.
0: I don't think you're alone in still going out to shops. No I know so. but there
1: was something about it that really? where I felt quite extreme shame um, like you know. I think Were you
0: going around hugging everyone? <laughs> That would have been judged. No, I mean,
1: the, 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 the physical contact becoming a thing of the past. I'm, I'm really into that. That, that. That's great. But she just sat in the car sort of gesturing through, at me through the window. Really? Yeah. And then something else when I was in the supermarket as well, and I think this is probably a good thing. I felt like people were moving around the supermarket like we were all in Pac-Man.
0: Oh, avoiding. And that
1: you couldn't get too close to somebody else, mm. otherwise, you'd lose a life. Right. So I felt that, you know, a, a kind of exciting thing about being in the supermarket aisles was that it was a bit like being in a big video game.
0: Oh, that's how you started to see it. Yeah. That's a way to make the, sort of, the hell more interesting. Yeah, there we go. There yeah, we go. Yeah.
1: You know, you can, you can have that one, Drifters.
0: Like, yeah.
1: Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. Uh, now, the first one this week is uh, is we're, we're picking up where we left off on on the first inquiry from last week.
0: Yes, from the Lord Highness John McGowan, and he'd been asking about. So he's visually impaired, is asking about what to do when people try and help you but they grab you he doesn't like that and how to put them right. on grabbing yes, you yes, yes, I yes, mean yes, in yes, these yes. times no one's going to be grabbing anyone So that's true it's worked
1: out very well small, for him small yeah. mercies
0: there Um, but he got back in touch because we said actually it's not it's not on us it's on you what do you want you, yeah, you should we, be making the rules and we can
1: pass it on to the drifters and then they can seed it into the world more yeah. generally
0: so first of all he said that you were worrying needlessly because I think you were worried about overtaking someone visually impaired
1: oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: he says No, you're totally fine to do that. For obvious reasons, most of us move at a relatively sedate pace and are used to people overtaking us. It's perfectly reasonable and is why I try to keep to the inside unless there is excessive street furniture. It's much better to be overtaken than to have someone stealthily dogging our every footstep and possibly getting slightly impatient. So there's the answer to that. Okay,
1: all right. Well, that's, that's good to know.
0: And then he says regarding his actual problem, which was people grabbing him, he liked... Our first answer, which would clearly be the best way for a non-drifter to respond. Now, that first answer was your suggestion to say, "Oh, I'm terribly sorry, but would you mind? I'm not so keen on that." Just, oh yeah, I said that. I didn't. Don't pour at me. Don't pour at me. Yeah, (laughs) maybe, maybe without the use of the words "pour," I think I'm not sure. But he says to answer your question, the best way to offer to help is just to say something like. Hi, do you need any help? But to avoid any arm grabbing or shoulder tapping or insisting that we must need help because mm-hmm. they might not need help. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got that cleared up nicely. Great, yeah. That's one for the rule book that I will do. Oh, sorry. Lovely. No. Oh, who did you get a text message from? Oh, nobody's fine.
1: Nobody? Yeah. Are you having an affair? <laughs>
0: yeah, with nobody. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> what's going on? No, nothing. Nothing's going on. Well, you've gone red. I haven't gone red. I have not gone That's red. Not. How high your voice
1: has I- gone. <laughs>
0: What's going on here? I haven't got ready. I, I will tell you if you like, but yeah. I don't want you to feel sad. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, okay, Okay. okay. Sorry. Now I feel
0: like I'm being cryptic and that feels weird. No, but weird. that's the most
1: typical me thing, isn't it? To really push. Yes. Yeah, and then it turns out to something so, uncomfortable something, and I made it uncomfortable for yeah. myself and everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's wrong with me? I I'm a terrible person. Should we just
0: move on to the next yeah. one? Okay, good. This is from Darren. He says... It's occurred to me that a big drifter problem hasn't been addressed to date with regards to restaurant etiquette. But this this isn't a waiter's kind of thing, so it's a bit different. This situation has occurred to me recently and I still cringe at the thought of it and it happening again. How should you deal with being seated in a restaurant near someone you know? Not thinking of family members or close friends, but work colleagues or the like. This happened to me when we were sat next to a customer of mine and his partner in a Chinese restaurant when I took my wife for dinner. This customer I'm quite friendly with when we meet in a work-related way, but in this circumstance, it was just two hours of feeling really awkward. We were sat close enough that some degree of chat was seemingly expected, and it felt like there were times throughout the meal that some sort of comment or acknowledgement was required. For example, when dishes were brought up or the service was wrong or slow, it felt wrong to ignore them and awkward to interact. Please help with some rules of engagement in this circumstance. Now, I've got a vague memory that you have been through this. If I said the word sticky toffee pudding, would you know yeah, what I was talking it, about? I, I
1: would, but it went really well for me in a certain way. Go on. In that, um, the, the, so, so I w- took myself out to a pub for a sticky toffee out. For- to a pub for a meal mm. and then i really wanted a pudding mm-hmm. so i then went to a different pub and had the sticky toffee pudding as my dessert but when i got there it was pretty much empty apart from one table and a couple dining on the table were my uh, my next door neighbor's sister and her husband and as i walked in i could tell they were having a date night they've got two kids right they probably never go out and then like uh, my my sister you know th- can just see her face i can oh well this is just great there's somebody we know a bit <laughs> but like d- do we just acknowledge and it was empty and they, they sat me too close to them now as it happened like very unusually for me i ended up having this great conversation with them and they're really wonderful people but i'm sure they would have much rather had the uh had the date night without me joining them and being a gooseberry Mm -hmm. so do we still say that oh
0: absolutely a third wheel i've got no idea
1: um but i I don't i mean ideally what you want is to pretend like you haven't noticed them as you're being shown to a table and you're shown to a table as far from them as possible mm-hmm. and then just a bit of sort of halfway through you pretend you've just noticed them oh how are you blah 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 maybe go over to the table say hi and say I'll leave you to it it's, it's the proximity that is the problem isn't it it's isn't
0: when, it's, it? when it's, it's just the next table along especially yeah. in a place or, where or the next
1: ta- but one
0: the, the, the worst is when it's that close mm, and that because you've, mm, you've, mm. then you feel I would feel so self-conscious about any conversation I was having because I'd know that they'd be listening so I wouldn't feel like myself. Yeah, yeah, It would just ruin yeah, yeah. the whole evening for me. Yep. I might have to just sort of fake an illness and just go home. Yeah,
1: yeah, fake some kind of dysentery, run to the toilet. Yeah. For
0: me, the evening will be over so I might as well just leave and not waste any more money.
1: At, look at your phone and then put it to your ear and then say, yeah. what? Oh, no, that's terrible. I'll be there at once. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Even Even if you have to pay for your food but not eat it.
0: Yeah. I think when the table's that close I do feel that's the only option really. Yeah.
1: Nobody wants to hear the words. Should we push our tables together? Oh, no, no. Why don't no. you pull up a chair? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Okay. Um, well, I hope that's adequate. Mm. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner, you can email us hello at driftpodcast.com. <laughs> And that was this week's podcast thank you for listening uh, sorry it's been a bit of an odd one this week obviously the world is very odd at the moment um, and it's it's been a really sad week for me and Annabelle but we still wanted to make sure we're here doing the podcast but uh, that's that's it for this week we'll be back with another Adrift next week okay publication time and this comes from emma emma galley who says ahoy jeff and annabelle ahoy. Ahoy. i'd like to request publication and apologize in advance if this is a long one i am a shall we say medium time listener i first discovered the show when i worked as a site engineer on the m25 and spent most of my day in my car perfect solitude the desire for not hearing the same playlist repeat constantly throughout the day led me to Absolute, and then uh, which was then your home time show, sorry, and then to your home time show. I continued listening up to the podcast, but then took a year out as I changed job and I was doing far less travelling. I returned to Adrift in September when I recommended it to a good friend. Hi, Vicky, if you're listening. I think Vicky's probably dropped off by now, do you think? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, September to now. Mm. Um, Having picked picked up where I left off, I finally caught up this week, having spent the last six months travelling at pace through almost two years of content. Jeff, I introduced myself at Sarah's show, which was really excellent on Friday the 13th. I was surprisingly bold in my unsolicited interaction as I'd had a couple of drinks, which can turn me into more of a blurter than a shy wallflower. Let me tell you what, you were absolutely charming. Oh. Um, a couple of people came up at, at Sarah's show. You know, it was um, a weird old night for me so it was sort of... Just trying to process the news and just trying to be somewhere other than sitting on the settee, thinking about it. But it was really um, lovely to talk to talk to people. Um, Emma says, which brings me to the podication. Having spent a good five minutes telling you about my imminent move to Helsingborg, Helsingborg, in Sweden. And your small talk being more than adequate—that's good to know. I mean, it's really on my home turf asking me about Sweden. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah ask yeah. me about Sweden or the Beatles, <laughs> and I should be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was so sad to then get home and learn the news of Pete's sudden passing. I'm not a long time enough listener to have been with you in the Pete and Jeff days, but having listened to, I'm oh, sorry. Having listened to both the radio show and the podcast, it's he's so sorry. Jimmy, finish it off. Yeah, please. Yeah,
0: no worries. But having listened to both the radio show and podcast, it's easy to tell what a fantastic fellow Pete was, who clearly touched many lives. I've lost three friends in the past two years to sudden, unexpected events: two suicides, one diving accident. And this podcast is just one of the things that helped drag me out of dark places in recent times. So here's to those friends who were taken too soon, but shone bright with an incandescent light. Sometimes the brightest burn out the quickest. To anyone else out there experiencing grief and trauma, I can recommend talking about that person as much as possible and keeping those good memories alive. I've heard some great stories about Pete as an Adrift listener, so let's keep them coming. Emma does then go on to lighten the mood with her Meet Revenge story, which we heard Of course, yeah, on the yeah, toilet yeah. paper, which was wonderful. Thank you for keeping me mildly entertained on my travels across the country. All the best,
1: Emma. I mean, we, we could do at some point a, a podcast, which was just stories about Pete. Oh, easy. I mean, I mean, we could, I mean you could do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like his own podcast. A never ending one. You don't mean like a ten part series, you mean just like a rolling peace. podcast. Yeah. Um That's so true. Yeah. Uh thank thanks for coming over and saying hi on on Friday, Emma. I really appreciate it and I really appreciate you writing that email. And I'm I'm sorry to hear about your friends too. It's just rotten, isn't it? It's just the worst. So there we go. Um this latest station podcast. My mother in law told me on the sort of drifters group, some people were asking about. You know, I was talking about having lunch with Pete last week, and I mentioned that he wasn't hungry, and some people reading stuff into that. I don't think there's anything to read into anything, but I'll tell you. Yeah, you know, the last few times I've seen Pete, as we've established, like one of the foundations of mine and Pete's friendship is is. We we love to sit and have a good old moan. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot lot of moaning that went on about various people, but the 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 last few times I've seen him, he's just like really gone on in 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 the loveliest way about his wife Helen and about his boys Adam and Sean, and I just think you know his his family. That's the case for all of us, but they just made him so proud. And I've, you know, known Pete a long, long time. And Adam and Sean were little boys when I first knew mm-hmm. them. And and now, they, you know, they're men in their 30s with lives going on. And, you know, you talk to a lot of people about their kids. Mm. And they'll have a little moan or they'll be worried about this and express their concern about it. I don't think I ever heard Pete really say anything that wasn't just him delighting in those boys. You know, he was just so proud of them. And and it's funny that, you know, they they sort of look alike and sort of don't, but they both look exactly the same as Pete and there's so much of him in in both of them.
0: And the same with Helen as well. Yeah, like with yeah. With friends, especially close friends, you hear a lot of bitching, don't you, about the oh, partners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not yeah. And not always bitching, just kind of like a sort of eye roll, he kind of like moans, things like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And the whole time I've known no. him to work with him, not once. No, no. Nothing but love and respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing but that.
1: Yeah. I mean, those are the only three people. <laughs> <laughs> that were sort of immune. Yes, from, yes. immune from it. Everyone really. else, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we sh- we should go. Um, Emma, thank you so much for your email. And as I say, it's been a sort of slightly odd podcast this week for hopefully understandable reasons, and uh, hopefully a, a bit more back to normal in terms of us. Although I think the world will be, if anything, a little stranger by this time next week. Yeah.